and welcome to Naked on the Couch. I am Bobby Kruger. I am Maya Kruger. And for the first time in three weeks, we are doing a show. Yes, I kind of want to start with an apology. Yeah, well, you know, we've had a... Not the largest following at this point, I would say, but we certainly have had... <laughs> the, but very quality following. Quality, not quantity yet. But we've had some people reach out over Instagram and ask, like, where have you guys been? You've had, like, one show in four or five weeks. And, you know, we, we I think last time we we spoke about what, what's been going on with... Uh, we've been up and down with the home purchase. And mm-hmm. just we have the baby going through teething and not sleeping and yep. all sorts of thing in life. And, and there's and also a pandemic and, you know pandemic life here in uh, new jersey and, and now that's starting to increase in number at least in new york and a little bit in new jersey as well so kind of dealing with all of that and uh we have been watching married at first sight this whole we time we definitely have been watching religiously every week i think it just gets to the point where we get to like ten thirty at night <laughs> after we watch the show and we're like we need to go to sleep because she will wake up at four in the morning. And time is so precious. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but you know, the baby in the last week or so has actually bounced back a little bit in terms of sleeping. She seems like so she's you think figuring you, it you out. You see that as a bounce. I see it as we were all tormented in the process of getting yeah. her to sleep. Well, she's almost a year. And so it feels like, oh, she's having a trouble sleeping. Oh, it's the every month sleep regression. There's Just an every month. Online. There's an every month sleep regression. Just Google that and then think about all the things that you're going to try and change that you don't actually change. You just sort of wait for it to go back to itself. Yeah. So that's where we are. Uh, in terms of the home purchase, we've actually done it. We are. We are almost homeowners. Yes. Which is uh, a thing. It's nuts. Yeah. And so we're excited about that and we feel like we really wanted to get back to our podcasting world and, and here we are. And, and, you know, it's funny as we, we talk about Married at First Sight in the last few episodes, they've really kind of focused on the start of quarantine and COVID because this was all shot back in February and March. Can you imagine if you dated someone and then immediately you're in lockdown with them? Actually, yes. And I think it could be a lot of fun. And it's, I actually have a really close friend of mine who started a relationship essentially during the pandemic. Mike, uh, our, my friend Mike, met really? his lady. They met each other, uh, I want to say maybe two or three weeks before the pandemic started. And, you know, quarantine life just kind of forced them to, they still obviously, not like the show. They don't live together. No, they don't not live together, but they... You know, where else were they going to go? They weren't going to go anywhere. You couldn't really go out. So they spent a lot of time just in their apartments. And, you know, it's now, what is it, October? So they've been together now for a while, a while, almost eight months. And like they're already back to like the winter season already. It's almost been, I feel like it's been a year almost of this. And so they're doing really well. And I think maybe that, I feel like you kind of know, and we saw this in the show this week. Uh, you kind of, I feel like you get to know the person really quickly. I think it exhilarates, uh, accelerates processes. Good or bad. Yep. Yeah. And It'll so just I th- bring things to, do it to a head quicker. I think in their case, in my friend's case, it's worked out pretty well. I think in some of the cases of those on the show, not as much. I want to say that I think it's good for everyone that they have found their way, whether it be together or apart. Yeah. But... There looks to be a lot of disappointment for some of the couples on the show. Yeah, and and before we kind of jump into that, it is kind of funny as a whole to kind of look back as we're still going through this thing. 
But looking back to March and thinking about like, man, that seems like a long time ago. It really yeah. wasn't. But just sort of going back to like, oh, yeah, we, we were doing the same thing <laughs> except with a baby as well. Um, yep. And to kind of see how they're kind of battling it through. So production on the show was shut down. So it was all self-cam. Yeah, it was all self-cam. I will say, though, um, I get that they needed to do that, obviously. And I think I saw a couple of times where they, I guess they had also sent them cameras. It looked like they were some somewhat professional mm-hmm. cameras they sent to them. So it wasn't all like iPhone based. I actually think, so I have two feelings about this. The first positive feeling is I actually thought the conversations that they recorded um, felt more real to me. I agree. And I think that's probably because you didn't have, to, you know, a couple of camera people, producer, you know, a lot of the times when they do that stuff, they're it's, scheduling. But shooting. it's interesting to see who became more dramatic and who became less dramatic. Christina actually became amped, more dramatic. It, yes, she amped up right, her game. I feel like there's right. You're removing um, you. I feel like you're removing the barrier of there's people watching us directly right now. Yes, you're filming a conversation, you know, will be used for television, but it's much different than if we just turn an iPhone camera on versus hey, there's a camera guy over here, a camera guy over here. Oh, and they're lighting us in yeah. our own house. Um, I felt like it got a little bit more real. Um, I think so too. I also think it's because of the the situation where they're in lockdown that things got very real. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not on like a fun, beautiful honeymoon anymore. Um, they're at home. Yeah. I will say that the one disappointing thing was we didn't see more of it. So I guess they obviously have a set number of episodes that they have to deliver to to the tele, to the lifetime, and it just felt like it was like oh COVID and quarantine on day forty five. This is where we're checking in. It's like whoa, wait a minute, day forty five. It was day like seventy five. <laughs> yeah, it was like. But I think they gathered that, that much um, footage and then just took out the good stuff. So that means maybe there was a lot of really boring, uninteresting I things guess. happening. I guess so. I think from the structure of the show, they're supposed to have, uh, again, if you, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you know the structure of the show, but in case you don't, you know, these couples get married at first sight and they have eight weeks to make it, eight weeks to live with each other and get to know each other. And then at the end of those eight weeks, they make a decision, thumbs up or thumbs down. Either they want to stay together or get a divorce. COVID extended all of those timings out by, I mean, obviously, that's really hard. For I think the couples that decided to to end things, yeah, because I you know and we could why don't we get into the first one? I let's think do it. I, I don't want to start with the one that ended things. Let's start with Christina and Henry because they're frankly the first on my notes, um, and they're always usually a, a, a I mean they they provide a lot to talk about. They provide a lot to talk about, and so Christina we, and Henry. Yeah, I mean they anything in particular that pops out to you, Bobby? Well, just story th- you know just story wise they you know they're working from home. Um, no. Quite, well, Christina's not working at all. Right, because she's a flight she's attendant. She's a flight attendant, and she's not working. He's working from home, uh, but it looks like he went to his own place to work. So I guess he would go to his own place and work, then come home mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, but he said he was taking the long scenic route home because he didn't really love coming home. Right. I mean, yes. Uh, Christina, one of the things that we, we kind of saw happen was apparently Christina forgot his birthday, um, and she really didn't seem to care. There was that scene where she went out with friends until like three in the morning mm-hmm. and 
he, she told she, him she was just going out for something else. Well, coming back, she'll be back in a little while, but it ended up being a 3 a.m. kind of thing. And then she posted a story. Um, it, it just wasn't a good look. Um, now, it's funny how she was doing those kinds of things and not being as communicative as probably you want to be. And then her complaints kind of led you to believe why, right? Her complaints were he doesn't pay attention to her mm-hmm. or consider her. Um, and it's like, yeah, I see that. He doesn't. He, like doesn't. <laughs> he does not like her. He doesn't it looks like, like he does not like her. And it looks like she does not like him, but she really can't let go of the fantasy of someone choosing her because there's something very abandony about her vibe. Mm. Resonate girl. Totally feel that. I will not stick my nose up to that situation, but it looks like she's not giving herself the space to even think, do I even want this? Right. She's immediately going to, oh, I need this or. Does he want me? Does he want me? Right. And I'm like, I don't see any interest from either side. It's funny how. So in the course of the show this week, the couple, most of the couples, I think all of them. Uh, checked in with the quote-unquote experts, and Dr. Pepper was one of them. Why are they quote-unquote? I don't know. Did they do that great of an expert job putting this couple together? (laughs) No. Valid point. Um, Dr. Pepper was in there, and she had an interesting thing where she said, and I don't know if you picked up on it, where they've had, first of all, no physical contact between the two. In, I guess in this case, four months, five months, something like that. Wait. Four months? Well, I mean, if they're doing this in April, they got married in February, January time frame. So March, April, May, they were filming some of this stuff. It's okay. Hard to say. But Dr. Pepper said something about, well, I think you guys need to just have some sort of skin on skin contact. Did you pick that up? I did not. And it was sort of like, they're not, like, they're not even anywhere near that they can barely share a space to verbalize in the same (laughs) like vicinity um that you know i can see why they match them for healing purposes because they are um (laughs) they're really bringing up the trauma in the other explain that so it's a relationship i think Every meaningful relationship will make you face yourself. No. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But it makes you deal with your demons. Mm. I think back like at at older relationships. It made you face, even if it was horrendous, and even the person, the person could have been a trash person. I'm not saying not. But any relationship where you let yourself feel is going to confront you with yourself. And it may hurt like a bitch, but if you let it, you can grow from it. So I think in the case of Christina and Henry, no, they are not. I think they're very incompatible. (laughs) I think their styles are so different. Physically, they're not compatible. She, her energy is completely different than his. Um, Yeah, you do look at them as a couple and go. Realtor? Yeah, just like, that's not a couple. No, they not even, even look like friends. They don't even work together. <laughs> they they don't even look like friends. They wouldn't even be on the same apps. <laughs> That's they wouldn't be on the. She'd be on like. Good. Cri- <laughs> Bumble. I will say this. So Pastor Cal chimed in there. I was about to say Christian Mingle, which is funny because you just said Pastor Cal. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't strike me as a very religious person. I'm not sure he does either. Yeah, ma- farmers they, only. Farmers, <laughs> farmers almanac. 
Um, so Pastor Cal checks in with with Henry, um, and I, I feel like it was really funny. He's like, "So you know, Henry, what are some of the top issues?" And he's like, "Well, it sucks since the beginning. We have nothing in common, <laughs> and the whole and the whole lifestyle is brutally like uh, awkward and awkward." And he's sitting there, and just the whole subtext on his face is like, "Why did you match me with this person?" Mm-hmm. Like this is just terrible. Yeah, he brought up um, some of the dishonesty, uh, and honestly, I, it's been—I can't even—I don't even know how when the show came on the air, maybe three or four months ago at this point. But he—I forgot about her, like the honesty around her Where living she lives. situation, and like, is she homeless? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, going out and not coming back, or not texting, or, or keeping tabs, or whatever. Um, and it's funny, and Cal's like, well, you know, you really should really work at like re-engaging with her and really kind of restarting from zero. And he's just kind of like, no, why would I do that? Are you crazy? It just was like, I can't blame him. I can't blame her either. Um, you know what I think? Go ahead. I do want to know what you think. <laughs> That's why we're doing the show. <laughs> you know, Henry said that there's been a pattern of dishonesty that he suspects. Hmm. And I tend to completely agree with him. Since the beginning, everything she has said has been to serve the current situation. Think about even at the wedding when his um, his friends, who are the mean girls. <laughs> yeah. Trishel from the real world. Trishel and, and the wellness guru who's really mean to everyone <laughs> and drinks a lot. Um, yes. <laughs> that they were talking to her, to Christina, and Christina was saying, yeah, I, I definitely feel like this is the one. And like there's this... She was saying a lot of things that would make the situation sound palatable. Even when um, they had disagreements, she would say, yeah, and we'll just like work on it. And I, you know, she, there's no, she doesn't know how to handle conflict either. She mm. either blows up or she makes everything okay. And that feels dishonest. It's hard to trust someone who's, who you, who's not telling the truth. There was a moment on the show this week where... Wait, does that make sense? No, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I wanted to get to something that happened during the show, which was... and I, There was a moment where she... They had, a, they had like a conversation about themselves and like... Uh, she was just kind of like, you don't care. Mm-hmm. You're not in this. Mm-hmm. And like it all... It seemed kind of performative. You don't... He didn't give her much in that conversation. He doesn't give her much in many conversations. But he didn't say, no, I do like you. No, I do want to work he, on it. No, he hasn't said because that Because Henry, with all his things, and there are things, is actually very honest and very true to himself. He's extremely guarded, and there are other things going on there. But I think that he's someone that you can trust because when he does show up, he's in it. Mm-hmm. I was a little strange the fact that he he doesn't want to give up on that relationship yet. Like he's still like I would just be like why are you still his, there? Cuz his Go. center can hold more than hers can. Right, but I'm like and that's a thing, right? She's like He can take this as an experience and like just try it out because it's not going to it's not going to hurt him that no, much. I get it's it. hurting I, her. I just put myself in that position where I'm like there were already 3 4 we don't know four months in at this point with COVID and everything. They're double the time that they would have had together. It's clearly not working. It's a, it's, it's more of a um, negative experience and 
I think it's a negative overall than a positive at this point. Certainly it seems like something that would have been draining. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, she kind of gave him an out. Like, why don't we just end this? Cause she's not going to do it. But like, wait, why, why wouldn't she do it? <laughs> she so badly wants him to say, I like you. <laughs> so she can walk away. She can. I'm not saying I think she what can. she's actually craving is not the relationship. She wants to have a choice and it feels like she doesn't have a choice in this because he's not, he's not giving her anything. Yeah, and so I do find it funny that they kind of left the their couple their relationship on this past episode with um, what what's gonna happen? Are they gonna stick it out or or, or not? And like on the next preview of the episode, they give that away. Like they end up at this couple's thing. I guess they go to some couple's retreat out, you know, socially distant or whatever. And they're together, and I'm sitting there going, "How? How are they still together on this episode? Like, we like, there's no way this ends up well." Could it be like a "Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf" kind of dynamic? In what sense? The sense that they I need. I don't think there's a child involved. They don't have a child either. It's an imaginary <laughs> child in exactly. the play. But that there's something about Spoiler alerts. the game <laughs> of <laughs> of kind of busting each other's balls. I don't know. I, Henry doesn't seem to be that kind of person. I, I do wonder sometimes if this is more part of production, like they have contractual obligations to show up. It could and stuff, be. And I'm like, oh, God, I would jump out a window at this point. And, and I, I honestly, I feel for Christina. I do. Yeah, I feel, well, I feel for both of them. I just I just wish at this point um, in this in this relationship that you're they're documenting where just someone's got to just go. Oh, my God. Pull the plug on this thing. Like from the first moment they yeah, met. Someone's got to call it. From the first moment it happened. Yeah. It's been like, oh my God. Yeah. I sometimes think about this relationship I had. Um, well, I just, it came into my brain. Which one? Well, their relationship. So uh, I'm doing a visual right now for the microphone. That doesn't make any sense. But there was a relationship I had before you. Obviously, they're all before you, but the most mm-hmm. near to you. Yes, um, yes, yes. Where the relationship was flat. Mm-hmm. just flat and it never was bad it was just flat it was flat it was never bad we, we got along quite well mm-hmm. it never really rose above flat to like oh my god this is the most amazing thing ever never got there but it was just comfortable and so when it was when we when i was sort of contemplating getting out of it it took a while because it was like well it's not bad it's not good either it's just kind of there this has just been bad the whole time <laughs> with henry and christina yeah, it's not a and good it's like fit. How, how like there's not even like i remember uh, I, I i had this conversation with this with this person back then it was like don't you feel that like we're not here we're not high we're not low we're just kind of stuck in this middle bleh. i think and maybe I maybe them, she like, did feel though something and she doesn't yeah. express it as much i i can identify with that girl that you're talking about and also christina sure I have been the side that didn't want to end this just for not experiencing another disappointment. <laughs> Even though, just like in, in retrospect, no, what do you know, Maya? Get it. Oh, God. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> but there was something about making it work and sticking it out and me being able to walk away if should I choose to uh, that kept me there. And every time the person was kind of like, don't you think it should be easier? Don't you think you shouldn't be crying this much? I'd say, no, you, no. No, relationships should be hard. Yeah. You have to work on them. 
It's like, what? <laughs> I don't think, you think relationships should be hard? No. I don't think they should be hard either. I think either. at some point I thought like, I probably thought, thought some sort of variant, like if the, the work was hard to come out the other side positive or whatever. I don't know. I think relationships should not be hard. I think life is hard. And I think relationships should offer you a safe space to do your own work. Fair. Does that sound like a keychain statement? I was, I, I, you know, I thought keychain and then I was like, ah, it just feels very much like a, some sort of Instagram post. <laughs> should I have a picture of like a beautiful girl looking at a sunset? It feels like that. It feels like, no, it feels like that would be like a three part Instagram post where you're just scrolling through the first and then it ends up on relationships should be a safe space. And like, I don't know. Relationships shouldn't be hard. Scroll. That's not to say that relationships shouldn't have turmoil in it and challenges. Yeah. But that should not be, that should not be your source of stress in life. It also shouldn't be the most of the relationship. Right. Um, all right. I think let's, let's kind of keep pushing on here cause we're, we're, mm-hmm. we went a little long there, but I want to transition here, uh, terribly, uh, to Karen and miles. So Karen and Miles. Um, so during COVID, he is—he's got really nothing to do as an educator. Uh, he is just kind of hanging out at home. But also, we know, as he said, he has clinical depression. So him staying at home, he's kind of acting like he does have depression, which is what Karen said. Yes. Yeah, so Karen, of course, has been working nonstop because she's she, at the hospital. Yeah. Is that where she is? She's, is she she's a healthcare recruiter, administrator in a hospital. And so she's been working, it seems, extra long hours during this whole crisis. And again, if you remember back in March, New Orleans was one of the first cities to get hit really, really badly. Um, It was like New Orleans, New York, and Jersey. And then it kind of started making its way across, and now it's making its way back. Um, So he is seemingly super, super bored. She's worried about him exhibiting uh, signs that he may be depressed. And I I can understand how that uh, comes about. Um, they kind of go back and forth during the course of this episode. And frankly, the last few episodes, um, one of the reasons, by the way, we didn't want to, I, when we were putting this episode together tonight, I was like, do we want to go back and look at the last two episodes in addition to this one? And then I started looking at my notes and I'm like, it's the same stuff that's coming up sort of over and over again, which is miles, in my opinion, generally feels that she's not fully jumped into this relationship. I think she's not into it. I think she is into it. I just don't know if she knows how to be. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I think Nope, 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 nope. Okay, fair enough. You <laughs> you you got really frustrated with her this week. Um or it might have been last week. And you were sort of you think you said like you're kind of over Karen. Mhm. What did you what did, talk about that? Because because it looks like she is so so struggling to put her guard down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not even an opening to putting the guard down. It's like at a glacial speed, and glacial might be fast. Right yeah, <laughs> maybe walking in reverse. There's no. There seems to be no interest in physical in- intimacy of any kind on yeah, her very, part. Very little. And she doesn't show, I mean, he said it. She doesn't show enough affection. And I, I can also understand her. Sure. Like so when, when you're with a guy that you're kind of like, mm, and it's not a physical thing. It's just the general vibe. It can be a gorgeous human being. Um, and you're not into it. It can feel like maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i just guarded and I need to take my time. But no, you're maybe you're just not into him. 
And I think what's frustrating for her is because she can't pinpoint why. She can't say, dude, you are not my idea of masculine. I am very uncomfortable with your vulnerability. And that theme comes up a lot. Yes. And he said, I don't think she's ready for a progressive man like myself. And I think he's spot on. Yeah. Um, That's not to say she needs some alpha, but it's to say she needs someone more alpha than him. I don't even think he's not an alpha. I just think he's a warm, super connected to his emotions human. He's a modern man. He's a modern man. He works with kids, you know? No, I completely agree with you. I think one of the striking things, and it just seems like there's... There's there's like one step forward, four steps sideways. <laughs> That's like how they go. One step forward, four or five steps sideways, half a step back, one step forward. It just seems like they're not getting off the ground. But she's also acting strangely because when she was speaking right. to, to Dr. Pepper, she was get, becoming tearful about... He said that if, if we were to decide today, he, he, he would, wouldn't. Yeah. And he wasn't sure. Um, so is she also just wanting to be in a position to, to choose and leave? Is this ego for these people? It kind of kind of reminded me of something I said to you once. What did you say? Which is about start feeling secure in this relationship or I'm going to leave you. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of that. You already used that line here. Do you really like, you love that line. It's a good line. It's I, a very I'm good very line. proud of myself on that. Mm-hmm. But I do feel the same way about Miles towards Karen. It's like, dude, get in the pool already what are we doing wait karen needs to get in the pool yes is she it's not? not about security though with her i guess has nothing well, to do a little with bit secu- about security zero security with her okay, I, that's my take i don't know i think that she is very guarded and i think she's not into it i do think i do think she's into it i think cal i think pastor cal had a good point of view when she, i think he's right when she's when he says that she does have the capacity and we do see glimpses of that. Yeah, but then, then you're holding on to someone's potential. That's, That's not, not fair. That's not a bad thing for the first three or four months. When you're holding some, uh, someone to, to something you see glimmers of and not who they are consistently, you're setting yourself both up for disappointment. I, I think, I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I, again, we're seeing snippets of the relationship. I don't imagine it was this. I think we're, I think you see the highlights of whatever good or bad stuff that is happening. I don't think they're. I, I think they're having a much better time overall than these things are coming up. But I do think that we. She does have the capacity, like Cal says, and I think she's right. If I know what the dynamic re- reminds me of, hmm. it's like a work situation where there's a flirtation at a workplace where he's into her waiting and hoping. So he makes these jokes, and she just likes the attention, but then goes home and <laughs> has her life. I don't know. I think I think they're going to work. I think they'll be just I think they're going to work it through. I think they will amicably part ways. He has the most. I think he he has so much patience. Um, But I think once he starts to kind of lose it, I think she'll understand the kind of guy that he is and come back around. What does that mean? He has to like tell her he wants to leave. He already pretty much is. I think that's that might. I think she'll recognize this kind of person that he is. And come back which around. is, which is what? What's the kind of person? No, I'm saying I don't. I think she will. I think Miles is a really good guy. Definitely. Right? So is she. Absolutely. But I think that. I think she could be taking him for granted a little bit. Where but she talks if he about steps out or it looks like he's stepping out. She may 
But part, a big part yeah. of his personality is about this giving. That is who sure. he is. Of course. She keeps telling him, I don't want you to give too much because I don't know who you are. And then you're going to become resentful. And that he needs someone that sees that as the greatest thing that he's so giving. That's not her. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. So let's let's kind of fast forward here to Brett, Brett and Olivia. Um, they they actually I say fast forward because we first see them thirty five days into quarantine, which is very strange, right? Because you're like, wait a minute, we've just missed a month mm-hmm. <laughs> of stuff. Now, um, I think that thirty five days into quarantine, I'm like, we were just like in war zone with baby and work, and I was like interviewing for a new job. And anyway, so. Um, but wait, did we make a mistake by not addressing the former um, episodes that we missed? Or are we just talking about this one? No, we're just talking about this episode. Okay. I think the reason why is because, and I said this before, which is I looked back at my notes from the, the previous episodes, and they're all kind of the same storyline. Could couples, that be the theme? Well, if, uh, a lot of television shows, are uh, they're formulaic for that reason, right? If you look back at sitcoms, they generally end up, the characters all end up in the same place usually all the time. Mm-hmm. I think in, in this case, the relationships, they're, they're focusing on the same um, storylines throughout the relationships that keep reoccurring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't think we had to go back because it was like it was the same stuff. It's the same themes that are going on. Brett and Olivia, some they're hot, kind of hot and cold. Sometimes you see them having good moments. Oftentimes they don't. He says something that's a little bit insensitive, or mm-hmm. he exhibits a lot of sarcasm, and they're having real conversations, and so it kind of creates this tension between them. Kind of came to a head this week, I would say. I um, would say he he put the head there. Well, yeah, and so you know they they start them into quarantine, and they're. You know, they sort of articulate that they're just not getting on. They're just sort of becoming roommates, it seems, where, you know, Brett's complaining. She's on the phone while they're trying to do stuff, and she's just like, they're stagnant. They're just not fitting in. Also, um, a big part of her life is going out and doing stuff, so I can imagine being in quarantine hit her really hard. She's yeah. also working a lot as a nurse practitioner. That's right. She's working a ton. And one of the things that they... um one of the scenes that we see from them is she actually, they had a disagreement because she wanted to go and see her family um, or her mom, I should say. And I, they don't really say where it was a drive. It was a several hours drive away. He, they got into it because he felt that, and it didn't feel that what, what this was, what it was really about. But he said that he disagreed that she should be driving to her parents' place in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. and you know she was frustrated that it just the communication from that was very off um when she no, was ta- she was frustrated because she came home and he was gone well yes i'm getting there okay um she was talking to dr pepper about it and so part of this is like they f- she feels as a whole that there's no growth because they don't communicate very well and so yes she drove to her parents place and then when she came back she comes back and like the food is all gone. <laughs> like there's no food in the house. Like did he eat all the food? And he moved his stuff out. Yeah. Um, and so she called him and it was like, well, there's, they're pretty much having this breakup conversation of a marriage over a phone after they, she came back from being gone for, I, they didn't say how long it didn't seem very long. Right. A couple of days maybe. Um, 
essentially he was just like, yeah, there's, there's fundamental issues and differences. And I'm essentially saying, uh, breaking up, like we're breaking up now. And it's like, you just over a marriage. Like he just moved out. Like, how do you just move out? And he, yeah. she called him on it. And I think it was a dick move. Definite dick move. To just complete. If he wanted, while she was gone to go stay at his place for a few days, I would have been like, all right, that makes sense. But like, to move everything out like with no conversation just seems really really messed up but the the weird thing is is like there's this lack of ownership that Brett has so when he's talking to Pastor Cal he talks about like this his cat well first you know their cats were getting into fights or whatever and his cat was taking a beating and so he used the cat almost as an excuse to move home and he's like well I told Olivia that and she didn't care and even Pastor Cal's look at it almost like how Judge Judy sometimes looks at people which mm-hmm. is like this is completely bullshit mm-hmm. and like don't tell me it's you know, what did she say don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining like it's clear that he moved out because of the relationship he also admitted it though he did later so they had this conversation I thought it was very mature on both of their parts to sit down and have like a real calm conversation about what are we doing and she said do you think that there is any way we can there's a way for this to work and his response was no thanks no thanks so even before that right so brett's talking to pastor cal and they clearly don't see eye to eye him and olivia um she thinks that or he thinks or she thinks, or he thinks, one of them thinks that they're compromising a lot. I think they both think that they're making huge compromises. Um, Cal flatly asks him if he ever wanted her. And he's like, well, nah, he's kind of just, we kind of just dissipated quickly and we kind of yeah. friend zoned each other. It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, when they had this, they had a conversation, which by the way, I thought was a good conversation in the realm of television world, but I think it was better that it wasn't, you know, a production. It's a good conversation in the realm of any couple's conversation But the world. fact that she was like, do you want to essentially keep working on this? He was like, nah. No thanks. No thanks. I'll take, I'll take the check, please. <laughs> like it was so nonchalant. He was checked out. He was very checked out. That's very funny. I see um, what I did. And so it's over. It's, it's over. Dunsky. And it's, it's like a, it's a sweet sad, I feel. It's not a tragic sad. Why do you say that? Because they really, they really tried. I think she really, really tried. Um, she did really try. I was never a hundred percent sure that he was ready for this. He's not over the ex that cheated on him. Oh well, yeah, that's possible too. We didn't get much into that during the course of this season. Yeah, but there's something there that's not. That's not. So you, those of you listening can't see what just happened, but. We're doing the show. Usually we do the show uh, sitting at our desk um, and we just use that table. But now we're actually doing it on the couch. So we're actually sort of living up to the name of the show, although we're both clothed. Although our dog just literally came over here and just put her head She's on She's naked. Me. She's on She's the naked, but she has a harness on. She came over and just put her head on me and it's very cute. The harness on a dog is like a thong. No, because it's not on her butt. That would make sense. <laughs> okay. Speaking of no thongs on butts, mm-hmm. uh, Woody and Imani. Uh, Woody and Imani. Yeah. Here's the thing with Woody and Imani. I feel like 
I don't know. I look at this as a television production and I go, they don't really have many negative things or weird stories from these people. So they're really kind of drawing straws a little bit or mm-hmm. not drawing straws, but kind of picking things out that would kind of be like, hmm. Even like a million Bennett's kind of the same thing. But with Woody and Amani, the big storyline that they kind of followed through on this uh, show was she, well, first of all, he snores like crazy. Um, <laughs> and she did something very nice for him that, you know, my birthday is coming up. So feel free to take notes. Wink, wink. Do you want me to do the five senses thing? The what? Five senses gift that she did for him. So. Yeah. So it was very cute. Can um, I do something with a sixth sense and just like have a ghost come scary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, she did this whole five sense thing where she set up a whole way to tell him that she loved him, which was very sweet. But I think it's funny because then they're like two weeks later. Um, I guess they're talking about phones or whatever. DMs. And she's like, well, let me check your DMs. And he's like, no. But she didn't go into his DMs, right? They didn't, I don't, it never actually, they didn't, she didn't either. She didn't, they didn't say if she went into them and found weird things. It sounded like they had a little tip about it, but they were able to talk it out. And it wasn't actually like a real argument. It just felt like something that the television was like, we need something to throw up there for these guys. Yeah. Cause they're doing really well. Something is he talking to people in his DMS and I'm like, I don't know. I didn't buy it. I think that they're doing really well. They're doing really well. I think they're a very, very good fit. And yeah, they're they're negotiating a little bit on kids and when. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just all seemed like you know he's he seemingly wants to get going, and she's kind of like he scares me a little bit, bit with that kind of um, nonchalance. Yeah, no, just like that he's gung ho. He's he's all in from the beginning, uh, or maybe that's the way it should be. I mean, what? what well, it should be like in what sense? Maybe that's the way it works. Like you when he doesn't allow he a, doesn't allow doubt to creep in. Oh. Well, yeah. Um, if I could give advice to them, <laughs> they're younger than we are. But I'm Gross. like, wait a little bit. Wait to a have kids? Years. Yeah, don't do it right away. Why? I don't know. I, and I do you not enjoy not sleeping? No, look, we got married. We started, look, from starting to meet each other to baby and buying a house, we're looking at a little less than three and a half years. <laughs> and, and we moved quickly. We moved quickly, but also I think it might be a little bit of a function of age. You know, we're 30, I'm 35. I won't say how old you are, but you're not, you're the same age. No, I'm four months younger than you. Oh my God, I'm 34. <laughs> yeah, for another 20 minutes. Um, Shut up, Bobby. And so I'm 35. I'm still 34 for another few weeks. So, no, I just feel like we got married at 32, 33, and it was like, okay, let's, 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 let's keep moving forward on this. But if we got married at 28, 29, like these guys are, like, I think uh, we would have had more time with each other to travel more or do more married people things without having kids yet. And I feel that would have been nice, but obviously I didn't meet you until I was 32, 30, well, 32, 30, 31, 32. So, um, I would say to Woody and Amani, you know, not that they're going anywhere right now because of COVID, but eventually they will. I, I you know, I kind of wish we had that time. I wish you and I met earlier. So I would say to them, you know, take it. I also want to say we did travel quite a lot, even though we met later. We went to Australia and New Zealand well, and that Israel was a bunch of times. That's yeah. true. We went to Israel before we were... And Punta Cana. Before Baby, we went to Israel three times because that's where you're from. Um, we did travel a bunch. But I'm saying, uh, I do sometimes... 
Jackson the hole. But I do sometimes imagine if if we had met earlier and and you know our Amelia who's amazing, uh, most our baby, not the character on the show. Um, we probably would have traveled a ton more, which would have been just great. We could still do those things. It's just you know it's going to be different. I mean, we are. I think the fact that we're not big party people makes it easier to plan travel with kids when they're older. Because traveling with a baby is heinous. We learned that when we went to Vermont. Wait, what do you mean about the party people? Because it's not like we want to go travel so we can get shit faced at a bar and you know go to raves and stuff. No, we want to see stuff. Right. So it's not we're not giving up something that kids can't be a part of. Well, yeah, but it's also. There's just there's more complexities when you're traveling with kids. Yes, it takes sucks out a lot of spontaneity <laughs> yeah. and be, some of the fun. You're already more exhausted just dealing and just mm-hmm. so they're, they're, we're gonna have to navigate that because we both love to travel, we both love to see different parts of the world and it's funny. There is that funny meme that goes around. It's like, and I don't know in my head what I'm talking about, what the actual meme says, but it's something about um, you have like all the money you wanted in your 30s. <laughs> but like you, you're kind of hamstrung into doing things because of like a baby's essentially. Mm-hmm. And so like I think about that sometimes where it's like. Do you have all the money you want? We finally came in. No, but like so, from the, where we started as a couple, true, it's, it's where I, we are now. It's way better. And so it's it's a little bit like, hey, we finally have the financials to do these things. Oh, now we have to spend several thousand dollars on child care a month. Yeah. Um, And where that would have gone. So I do think about those things. Um, so that's my advice to Woody. I think it's kind of like I'm going to go a little deep here, but it's the kind of the irony of growing up because I feel like now, if I had my my understanding of life now, not that I understand that much, but compared to where I was in my early 20s, if I went to acting school now with this mindset, I would fucking crush it. I would not be consumed with all the social drama. I would be so much freer to experiment with things. I would let myself have fun. Um, I wouldn't take things so incredibly seriously. I wonder about similar things. I think in my drama school... We did have people who were, I mean, the age ranges in my drama group. Again, this was a, a full-time conservatory for a couple of years. The ages ranged from 18 to early 40s. Well, and we had several people in their 30s, and I, I was 20. We had some people in our I was, 30s. Wait, how old was I? I was 21. And so I do think about, like, I do think about that in those terms. Like, and, and one of our friends, Mark. Mm-hmm. You know, who we, Mark is Australian and he was in my class and he was probably 40 at the time. This was back in 2007, 8, 9 when I was there. He's he's now an elected politician in Australia. And um, we see him, when we saw him in Australia. We, we saw him when he came to New York recently. Um, but I wonder what his perspective is on that. As someone who who was a little bit older than going into that kind of environment, and what his perspective was on all these like eighteen to twenty three year olds who were out of their freaking mind. I think that there's the fantasy. <laughs> it's not. I don't even know if it's about age as much as it's about the fantasy of a do over. And my friend Liat, who we love, uh-huh. started acting in class with me, then left, took a year off, and started the three years again. Mm-hmm. And she had that corrective experience of being like the best and amazing and knowing what things don't actually matter and what do. Right. And that sounds really appealing to me. Hmm. I think that 
I'm going to go even deeper and existential here. Do, 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 do. Um, the concept of not having a do over mm-hmm. in general is really hard for me to grasp, especially lately. Why? Just in, as it pertains to, to getting older and recognizing that some things I will never have that I thought I would. Yeah. And youth. <laughs> and uh, these things <laughs> that, uh, that really lit a fire under my ass are encased somewhere and done with. And that's really hard because there's a part of me that still wants to use what I have now to achieve those things. And I don't know, I don't think it's realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying now I want to become, there's a part of me that I guess still wants to do, still wants to act. And do writing. Sure, I'm the same way. And I feel like we can make time for those things. Oh yeah, when? I think it has to do with building a community around wherever we, when we move to this new neighborhood, I think there's like, there are opportunities for us to do more things. Oddly enough, I think there will be more opportunities for us where we're going than where we are right now. I don't know if that's true, but it feels like it's not. So it's not only that. I also think my definition of what success would look like and feel like there's a part of me that's still attached to that. No, I I can, I think I understand what you mean by that. You know, I, I think it's what, you know, what would I be happy really doing? And, I f- you know, it's funny. There's a friend of mine who I used to work with uh, out, uh, at my last job out in San Jose um, who's really built a nice life for himself working mm-hmm. in tech but doing plays at a local at local theaters in the Silicon Valley area. Mm-hmm. And that's just what he does. I mean, he, he works. He doesn't He doesn't really need to rise the ladder. He's happy with what he's doing. He has a lot of free time to do his thing. A lot of free time to do his thing. He has a couple kids and, you know, and his wife is a teacher as well. Um, and he's made it work. And I really kind of like, oh, um, I totally dig that. And I'm thinking maybe that's where this is all going. To community theater? Or not. I mean, first of all, I mean, community theater in this area is very high level. Uh, because you're very close to the city. I'm not turning my nose up to theater, community theater. I'm just thinking, well, maybe I am, because I guess where my aspirations were 10 years ago. Right, we're not going to be going in for, for, we're not going to be working on Broadway theatrical. I wonder if you had told Maya 10 years ago at 34, let me hold on to that till I still, until I really have to let it go. Um, you'll be living... In the suburbs of Jersey. I would have cried already then. Um, <laughs> you'd be married with a baby. Be very in love with your family. And a dog. And She's a dog. She's right here. She's very sweet. Her She's name is Lola. She's wearing a harness, which is a dog thong on the chest. It's very sweet. And you'd be saying, so you didn't make it as an actress. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd say, um, you're not writing for TV. Or theater. Or theater. You um, completely changed your career. You're actually a therapist now. And you help other people work on their creative projects. Oh, and you don't play your guitar anymore. (laughs) Um, You stopped making music. 
But you know what you do really well? Mom? You are really good at scrambling to make breakfast from nothing at 6 a.m. when you need to feed the little girl. <laughs> yeah, look, I, 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 this is all going to play itself out. I do think there is... I, I think we'll go back to those things. But that's also an illusion of, of time. We don't know how much time we have in life. No, and time moves way faster than we think it does. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot because one of the uh, um, thought leadership people that I listen to, this, this uh, Professor Scott Galloway talks a lot about uh, time is a perception that humans can't really understand because it happens too fast. And we always think we have more time than we do. It's this interesting thing in how how it plays into business, never mind. But I don't know. I do I do look at how life is going to be constructed when we're living and living not where we are right now, when she's in school, when we're not. We'll have another nugget, though, most likely. Most likely. Um, we'll see. Let's finish this up with uh, Amelia and Bennett. Um, they are very funny. So she gave herself a haircut. She did. And what did you think about the haircut? I you made a comment she, about it. I think she turned into a mom. She turned into a mom. A lovely mom. I love her. I would even say, I, I wouldn't, she turned into a mom. A doctor mom. <laughs> a doctor mom. Um, I wrote in my notes, I can't really remember it, but I now really reading it back, I understand what I meant. They were in New Orleans. They were driving around town during COVID and there's like nothing around mm-hmm. except they saw a lot of rats. Right. Which really kind of made me think about the city, mm-hmm. um, New York City. Um, <laughs> and Maya and I go into the city. You go in a couple of times a week. I go in about once every month or so. And it's funny how during COVID it didn't take much time for things to start to come out of the woodwork in cities. And like, I guess in New Orleans, it's things like rats. In, in New York... Um, similar, but also it, it's kind of amazing when like people stop coming in, how certain things spring up and I, you know, not to, not to, uh, put a negative spit on this, but like there's a, in New York right now, every time I go into Midtown, there is more prominent recognition that there's a lot more homeless people around. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't figure out if that's just because there's less of other people around. So you notice, them no, more. they also closed a lot of the 24 hour places, the shelters you mean. Not only the shelters, just think like Grand Central. Um, Where they would kind of hang yeah. out. Yeah, I guess that's true too. I also wonder like if they were hanging out like on the fringes of the of like Midtown over on 8th or 9th Avenue, but now you're seeing them on Broadway and 6th. I just wonder if that's just because there's just there's less cops around, there's less people around. I just feel, or maybe again, there's just, or there's they're not getting people giving them dollars here and there. And so they're kind of becoming a little bit more, <laughs> I don't want to say aggressive, but they're just more, the more around. I just think we're seeing more of the disparity in our society. That's true too. Um, Emilia Bennett, you know, not to segue from that terribly. Um, but wait, did you just make a comparison between rats and homeless people? Yeah. No, but I, I think I made a comparison to the fact that like, when when cities drop, when the energy drops, when people just scatter away, like certain things come out of the ground or come out of the woodwork. I think that's true for 
it's also it's also like true for everything it's also the planet it's also like if you don't you know you, you know you always see like these um future states of the world with no people in it and it's like it doesn't take very long to like trees to grow <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. and i think there even there's a, even during covid there's a lot there's fewer air travel there's fewer trucks there's fewer mm-hmm. cars on the road and air was cleaner mm-hmm. for a little while so it doesn't take much for things to change once the current state changes what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. um million bennett quarantine they just seem to be um they're Sto- having fun. Phone and stone. Fun and probably stoned all the time. I don't know. It could be a natural. We can't tell. It feels like they're stoned all the time. But they're very, very much in love. And they're they're really great. And I think that, you know, much like Woody and Imani, I feel like sometimes production is trying to figure out the storylines. It's like, there's got to be something negative to talk about that keep people hooked. And they've really followed on this through line of her, a, her residency. Mm-hmm. And they finally figured out. I don't even know how that stuff works. She said she got. She get, you got matched. You get matched. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Like how did, and that's where you get sent. Or is that you get? Do you apply or do you get put in this registry? And then it's like in a registry get, and then. You get drafted like yeah. hockey or something. Kind of. I'm, I just watched the hockey draft this week. Um, and so this was pretty simple. She got matched in Richmond, Virginia. And almost immediately, Bennett's like, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> I'm game to split time between. To split time. split time. But it was unclear in the beginning if he would want to move there. Right. And also they have this. this I never looked at him, though. Like, he's not. Like, where are they, like we said, like, they talked about kids on this episode. Right. She wants to have kids yesterday, and he wants to think about it in five years. Yeah. And I thought it was funny with Pastor Cal. He was like, man, you've been winging it this whole time as as an adult. Mm -hmm. And now that he's thinking about kids, it's like, well. um, You may need to do something more financially sustainable. Um, But they're wonderful to watch. And uh, he's going to go to Richmond and split his time between Richmond and New Orleans. Um, If you've never, I mean, I've flown to New Orleans from here, from Jersey. And Richmond's about an hour south flight. So I'm assuming it's it's probably like a two-hour back and forth. That's not so bad. No, I also think her response to that was just the best thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, she was like, I'm asking this guy I just met to move. And he, he was like, I'll split my time. That's a win. Other people would take that as a loss. Yeah. And they're I think very it, generous they're with one another. They're very generous. Speaking of generous, uh, she also was volunteering at a homeless shelter during the pandemic, mm-hmm. which I thought was amazing as well. As a doctor? Anybody. Mm-hmm. Especially as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, putting herself at risk like that, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just wonderful to watch. And we're, you know, I, I feel like they were just crew on, not on cruise control, but, um, they're putting in a good amount of work and generosity into growing that relationship very well. And it's a, it's a, they are fun to watch. They're inspiring to watch. Yeah. It's funny. I think Woody and Amani are too. It's funny. We were talking about like, well, I think I made this comment to you while we were watching the episode where Cal was like to Ben and he's winging it during his adulthood. I'm like, spin off. There's, there's. Oh, the that's cash. how you can make money as that's a spinoff. A, yeah, let's do a spinoff of those two. It'll be too lovely. People will want the blood. Yeah, that's true. It's not. It's it's too nice. You're right. There, you put your producer hat on, and I like what you just see did. what I just did. I don't even you're have a like, producer ah, hat, and I still like, put ah, it on. The, they need conflict. They need conflict. So I think we're getting pretty close to decision day, and I think they kind of insinuated it's probably in two weeks or three weeks, episode wise, on the show. Within Corona time or or real time. 
Well, television episode time. Okay. I have no idea what. I have no idea how and the timeline any of this. <laughs> day nine hundred and three of marriage. Day nine hundred three <laughs> of an eight week marriage. I'm not sure yeah. how they're, they're talking about that. I wish they were more upfront about the process of it. Like, I don't know if are they living together still full time. Like, it seemed like they were going back and forth from each other's places. I don't know. It, but I that's always a thing, even in former seasons. They they can you still have your apartment. I just wish they were like, okay, everyone, hey, it's this is we're just gonna let you know how this process went. Their process, like, yeah, they're just they're continuing to live together until such a day, which is un, you know we don't know when that's gonna be. I don't know. I just think they could do a better job at explaining what is actually going on and the mechanics of the show. Anyway, that's my rant. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, <laughs> But excited for the show to wrap up. I think you and I are discussing once the show does wrap up what we want to cover next. And I think we don't know yet. We don't know yet. I do know I threw it out there that there is a new season of 90 Day Fiance coming. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely one of our guilty pleasures as always. But we will figure it out in due time and we'll report back. And Remember I exposed you to that show in the delivery room? Literally, we started watching 90 Day Fiance in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. And now it's an every Sunday affair. Or, you know, watching it later. Or Tuesday when we get around to it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, this has been another episode of Naked, Naked on, on the, the couch. couch. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Naked on the Couch Podcast, NakedOnTheCouch.com. If you can subscribe, rate, review, send us nasty Believe it's emails. positive. Oh, you can also send some nasty emails. Yeah, it's we, okay. we, we kind of want to go back and forth. There's a, there's a local store around here in Jersey City that is a copy center. And if you leave him a bad review on Google, he, he responds. responds and it's terrible. And it's one of the greatest... Guilty pleasures that I have is every. Yeah, now and so if you feel inclined to challenge us to to respond to your nasty response, write us something we, negative. We may we'll do it if you. if we're not too tired. Yeah, send us a, send us an angry, angry email, and we will definitely answer it. So yeah, I want to hear your criticism <laughs> on the free service we're providing. Yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> well, we will see you next week, and thank you so much for listening. Bye.